Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you again today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our uh, privilege, our pleasure always to welcome you to the program and I'm inviting you to be part of this uh, as we go during this hour because you can send us a text message with a thought, a comment, uh, be part of this program. And you can do that by um, sending a text message to 04888 and we'll be very happy to take those messages from you. Have this uh, number uh, jotted down there because uh, we'll come later on with the free offer which you have for today. And again, you can send um, the code which we'll give it a little bit later on for the book which we have prepared. But right now, I would like to say hello to our co-host, Don Felber, coming again uh, over the phone from Western Australia. Don, it's good to have you with us. Yes, thank you, Nick, and uh, lovely to be with you and with your listeners today. Yes, now, Don, I'm trying something different today, and I hope it works, because uh, I tried just before we we came live, uh, but because I want to call a couple of... uh, People. One, it's a friend of mine uh, who just returned from Ukraine. He was in uh, in Ukraine for a couple of days there, right on the front line there in uh, uh, one of the cities uh, which is hardly hit right now. And um, I hope that we can hear from him a few stories from there. And also, Don, uh, I may try to contact uh, David Delima. Our friend who comes with us on uh, Friday to share a few thoughts here. But just before I'm trying to do that, I'm reminding our listener also, but um, yourself don't, because you've been uh, on our program this week under this theme. How good was God when he created hell? And I think you and uh, Gary, you looked at this question, uh, Don, uh, uh, where did the hellfire teaching originate? Yes. And how hell burned forever. Now, I may come to that question uh, again a little bit later because you talked on uh, on this uh, program on Faith FM uh, with Gary on that one. And by the way, if uh, our listeners missed out on some of those uh, uh, programs before, uh, they can always go back on faithfm.com.au uh, or if you haven't got yet downloaded Faith FM app, Please do that. It's Faith FM Australia, and you'll be able to listen back to all the programs. Now, Don, uh, we also look at a few other questions like, is hell real? And what and when is hell? Another question we asked during this week uh, was, how did Christ relate to judgment and hell? And just uh, the other day, um, our friend uh, um, Ricardo and uh, Hugh, they were talking about, is Satan in charge of hell? Mm. Oh, what a question. But today, Don, we are going to talk a little bit more about, is hell ever over? What happens then? 
I think this yes, is the question which we are asking today. Good question. It's a good question. Now, I just wanted to say uh, that uh, if um, we have people uh, tuning the first time, uh, Don, you are a retired uh, minister of the gospel. You worked uh, with generally with uh, indigenous people here in Australia, with Aboriginal people. Um, yes. And I think you have a lot of story to tell uh, from that ministry also and yes. uh, what sort of uh, understanding they may have even towards this sort of subject. Yes. Well, the the Aboriginal people are very spiritual people mm-hmm. and many of them are very open to the message of Jesus. They love to hear about Jesus and the Bible. But uh, in their understanding, there is clearly a place for punishment. Mm-hmm. They understand in their day-to-day life that uh, if you do the wrong thing, well, then uh, punishment is, uh, you know, <laughs> a possibility. And so they, they understand that uh, side of it. First of all, just a few thoughts uh, uh, about this question. Is hell ever over? And what happens there? Well, the answer is absolutely. Is hell ever over? Absolutely. There is a day coming when there'll be no more hell, mm. no more no more burning. And uh, I read that in Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. Now, Nick, when something is burned up, it's finished, it's over. Um, if you have a wood fire and you put a couple of logs of wood in there, when they are burned up, the fire goes out, doesn't mm, it? Mm. If you want to keep warm, you have to put more logs of wood in there. And so here the Bible clearly teaches that the wicked will be burned up. Hell will not last forever. And um, and that's fitting of a God of love. He uh, doesn't want to punish anybody. Matthew mm-hmm. 25, it says the hellfire was prepared for the devil and his angels. It was never prepared for any human being. God's plan was uh, that all people might accept him and be saved, that nobody might need to be punished. Jesus came and died so that nobody might need to be punished. Right. But if people refuse to accept well then they they what can god do he's done all he can to save them from punishment by taking their punishment for them but uh, if they won't accept that well then they uh, they have to to face it themselves tragically mm. and there's a wonderful text in ezekiel that um, talks about God pleads with the people that they might turn to him and repent of their sins because he doesn't want to, want them to perish. Perhaps I read it. Ezekiel 33 and verse 11 says, Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. 
And then God says, turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? Mm. And so in that text, Nick, you really feel the, the love of God coming through. He says, I don't want to do this. I want to save these people. I don't want them to have to be punished. Absolutely so, right, yeah. Yes, Don, um, uh, I may just try now uh, to get in touch with uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Let's see yeah. if uh, this can uh, happen as we talk now. And then I may ask him a question or two and uh, we'll come back to you. Okay, yes. Hello, David. Yeah. Hey, can you, he- can you hear us, David? Yes. Yes. Oh, very good, very yes. good. Yes, uh, now I have uh, also online here Don from Western Australia with us and we try to connect few people. I was uh, going to connect one uh, a good friend of mine from Romania. He just returned from Ukraine, from Nikolaev um, in the war zone there. And uh, I hope to have some stories from him, but it seems like I cannot have all of you at the same time. Um, I try to connect you on another phone, um, Don, and, uh, but Right now, you uh, yourself, uh, David and Don, you are um, uh, together here. Uh, and I may just want to go straight to you, David, and ask you maybe a question or two in regard to yes. the topic which we have for today. Because uh, as I mentioned to you uh, earlier, we are talking about uh, is hell ever over and uh, what happens then? During the week, you know, we even approach this question uh, about the hell how did christ relate relate to judgment and and hell uh, now david uh, just again for those of you who may tune in for the first time david lima is the director of family voice australia for south australia northern territory and it's really good to have you david joining us but let me ask you this question why then uh, did jesus speak so much about hell Yes, Nick, uh, very important to realize that as we read the four Gospels, we see many references to hell coming from Jesus. Mm-hmm. This really challenges our thinking because we often think of uh, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, to use the old uh, phraseology. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, he is meek and he's mild, but uh, his eyes are like blazing fire and out of his mouth comes a double-edged sword. Now, there, there are, there's more there's more to the story than to say that, that Jesus uh, is loving, meek, and mild. He's all of those things, but he's also judge, and he's also uh, capable of great anger. You do not want to see the angry eyes of Jesus, as we read in the book of Revelation. Mm. So uh, Jesus, Jesus was both loving and precise about right and wrong. Uh, he warned that if we do not repent, we too will perish when he spoke about the collapse of the Tower of Siloam and the massacre uh, which uh, Pilate um, exacted upon the Galilean disciples, the Galilean uh, followers who were simply uh, wanting to worship God by making sacrifices. So the warnings of Jesus are are constantly given. That's why Jesus spoke so much about hell, because uh, as Don has mentioned, the last thing we want, the last thing God wants is uh, is for people to suffer and, and to to be to be sent away from his presence, he takes no pleasure mm-hmm. uh, in in the death of of anyone. So, uh, so the warning is given on the lips of Jesus. But you know, Nick, there's such a, an absence of warning today. And uh, William Booth, the the great leader of the Salvation Army, said, 
I consider that the chief dangers which confront the coming century, which is now past, of course, mm-hmm. will be re- religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. Yes, and David, um, when I, I was looking at this topic, you know, uh, It came into my mind uh, lots of memories, you know, uh, from where I grew up because I grew up in a very orthodox background and uh, hell was something very real there in the teachings, you know, of the orthodox church. I mean, uh, many times I've been told even <laughs> by my parents, you know, uh, if you're not a good boy, you know, you'll burn in hell, you know. And it was a scary thing, and probably many people were turned away from God just because of that concept of uh, everlasting hell or burning fire. Now, the Bible is very clear that uh, hell is like a burning fire, you know, and it will burn everything. Uh, but the way we interpret those things, I believe it's the problem. And Don, uh, we still have you with us here. Is there anything which you like to add or or maybe comment uh, comment on what uh, David is saying because you know we are here three people we, and we can have different opinions if uh, if we don't allow the bible to speak. Uh, maybe Don doesn't hear us uh, David uh, coming back to you. Yes. Yeah, coming yes, coming back to you just to to see what happens while um, Don it's it's coming back with us. Um but yeah, uh, you see there are different things how to look at uh, this particular yes. thing hell and yes. many people will have strange interpretation and you know many people don't even believe that there is a hell and um, yeah i wonder uh, if i could ask another <laughs> question uh, david here why then you know as as you mentioned a loving god uh, or the bible talks about hell Is there hope for hu- uh, humanity? We all deserve to go to to hell, eh? Because that's the, you know, the sin, uh, the um, wages of sin yes. is death. Yes. And this is interesting right. because hell is associated with the second death. It's yes. associated with with that. And yeah, what would you like to say on that too? Yes, well, God is loving. But because God is loving, he's also just. The two go hand in hand. And because he is loving, then he must grant justice to those who have been denied justice. Mm-hmm. And he must grant justice to himself because he is a God of justice. And he has to deal with sin. So uh, there, there are two responses. One, he will be satisfied by what Jesus has done for us by dying for our sins. Mm-hmm. And if we plead the blood of Christ, if, we, if that is our plea, if we rely upon the death, the resurrection of Jesus by faith, that free gift of salvation, then that satisfies the justice of God. Mm. But if, on the other hand, we have no way to pay the price, then uh, we can never pay it, and we will always be liable for it. So Jesus told a wonderful story about a fellow who was owed a certain amount of money by his servant, and the servant couldn't pay, so he forgave him. But then that fellow who was owed the money, he himself owed a lot more money, but when uh, when he pleaded for mercy, uh, I've got, sorry, I've got the, the wrong way around, he, he was owed a fortune, uh, and it was forgiven, but uh, when he himself asked for mercy, uh, or sought mercy, I should say, it was not granted, and so he ended up paying a terrible price. So Jesus spoke about these stories to warn us that we ourselves can't pay 
and we need forgiveness. And uh, we're so thankful for Christ because none of us have to go to hell. And it's a, a, a wonderful saying uh, by by the former cricketer uh, who says, uh, some like to live within the sound of church or chapel bell. I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Mm. And it's also been said, if someone is hell-bent on going to hell, they do so over the Lord's dead body. It's a great saying. In other words, Jesus has already paid the price, so there's no need to go to hell. We can be saved. But heaven has no meaning if, unless there is a hell. There's no, no concept of reward unless there's a concept of punishment as well. And so the two go together, the justice of God and the love of God. Yes. You can't have one without the other. Yes. Now thank God that he is both just and loving. And this is where it is, uh, you know, the real trick, you know, the interpretation of what hell is, because the enemy will try to twist that understanding of hell to put God in a bad picture. Uh, if uh, God is a loving God and hell exists, I heard that myself many times from people, then I don't want to believe in a God like that. Now, I think I have Don back with us. Don, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. Yeah, probably you didn't hear us a bit earlier when uh, when uh, David was sharing a little bit uh, more. But uh, in in whatever you just heard uh, now, uh, David sharing, we just talked about that there are so many views and interpretation about hell, and many people don't believe that hell exists. And I just said that uh, in my culture, coming from uh, an Orthodox background, uh, hell was taught very hard there. And I I said to David. I remember when uh, being told even as a kid, oh, if you are not a good boy, you will burn in hell. And, yeah. and all those things, you know. And uh, we just said a bit earlier, uh, talking to David, that Jesus spoke a lot about uh, hell and uh, the burning fire and all those things. Uh, now, do you have any thoughts, any any comments in regard to what uh, David was also saying? I, the, the last bit that I heard him say was very good, mm. that... Um, You know, there needs, God is a God of love, but he's also a God of justice. And, and heaven has done everything possible that nobody has to be punished mm. if they will accept Jesus. The offer is there for all. Whosoever will may come. But if people refuse, like David pointed out, well, then they have to, there's no, God has no other option. Right, right. Okay, now that's very, very important. All right, well, um, uh, just before we continue on uh, this, uh, David, if you have any other thoughts just to add before we let you go, um, please do so. I do encourage the listeners to recognize that Jesus, he spoke again and again about hell. He also spoke again and again about money. These are two things that we tend not to associate with the teachings of Jesus, but the scriptures are very clear. Now, Jesus spoke uh, about money because where your treasure is, there your heart will be. In other words, you can tell what people's priorities are by the way they spend their money. And he spoke about hell because he wanted to be precise about our future. Mm. Uh, he doesn't want people to go there, and he wants people to recognize that God will deal with sinners one way or the other. He'll either forgive them or he'll punish them. It's yeah. as simple as that. And I do encourage our listeners if they've not already done so, to receive Jesus, receive the, the gift of salvation so that we can be delivered from the, from the damnation that we so rightly deserve. Mm. But in Christ, we have this wonderful plea that we can be forgiven of our sins. 
Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, David. Really appreciate uh, your uh, uh, comments and uh, coming with us again today. May God bless you. And um, as you travel around uh, visiting so many groups and churches, uh, lift up the Bible and the teachings of the Bible, <laughs> you know, because we need yeah. to understand Amen. what the Bible says rather than the tradition of men. Amen. All right. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, I may... Uh, Try now, uh, Don, uh, to reach out to my friend in Romania to see if he can share with us uh, just a bit of news. It's unfortunate that you cannot hear him uh, because I need to hang uh, up on you to be able to connect with him. And uh, I will come back to you again after I will um, I will have a short uh, talk with um, with him. Uh, just stay, stay, stay by and I will come back to you. Yes. All right. I will just uh, hang up on you now and I'm trying to... Um, Uh, call my friend. And again, uh, uh, my dear listener here, we are on Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A and uh, we are talking today about uh, is hell ever over? What happens then? And as you heard uh, already, uh, David and Don uh, talking about this, uh, if you have any comments yourself, You can come with us uh, today by sending a text message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we'll be very happy uh, to hear you to see what's happening. Let's try to connect with um, Hardy. Hello. Hey, Hardy, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wonderful! Uh, look, we have few issues here, technical issues, and I cannot, uh, I could not connect you with the uh, other guys which I have on the program. But uh, I had to just I hang up on them and uh, take a short um, interview with you because I really want to hear from you, Hardy, a few things. Now, uh, let me tell um, our listener here that um, Hardy is a good friend uh, of mine, a son of my best friend in Romania, and. Uh, Um, just a couple of days ago, uh, Hardy, you were in uh, Ukraine uh, delivering there some um, humanitarian aids, um, and you've been into a city where it's very hardly hit by the war. Yes? Uh, that's true. Uh, first of all, I would like to say good afternoon to everyone, and thank you for uh, having me on the program. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great pleasure to be with you guys. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, as an answer to your question, yes, we've been, uh, we just returned yesterday morning, um, from the hardest hit place, uh, from Ukraine so far. Mm. And that was, uh, Nikolaev, that was the city where you, uh, you've been? That's correct. Yes. That's about, uh, 10, 15 miles from the front line of the war at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Hardy, you you came from uh, UK, from England uh, to Romania. Uh, you connect there with um, your parents there, and uh, the church in uh, north uh, of Romania, in Transylvania, uh, called Bistrița, and you went there with the humanitarian um, cargo, yes, uh, to deliver some goods for the people which are in great need in Ukraine. We are talking today about uh, how good was God when he created hell uh, or created hell. And we talked about some questions here uh, the whole uh, week. You know, we looked at is hell real uh, and uh, what and when is hell? And how did Christ relate to judgment and hell? And many people, you know, can say, oh, this is hell on earth here in Ukraine right now. 
they see the devastation and the destruction there. But I'd like you to just uh, give us a little bit of a picture of what have you seen there in Ukraine? Well, uh, first of all, when you arrive in the country, for example, you're not uh, greeted by the usual border people. Uh, it's straight away army everywhere. So it's just uh, army people. We entered Ukraine from the south, southwest mm-hmm. of the country mm-hmm. uh, near the Black Sea. Um, we went towards Odessa where we had to night out night out, I mean, spend the night, uh, because uh, we did not manage to get to the final point to Nikolaev on the same day. Well, on our way to Odessa, we had, uh, or we did meet uh, lots of um, uh, control points, all uh, governed by the by the army. Uh, and after that, as we are, we're getting closer to the, to the war zone, if I can call it that way, it's mm-hmm. the whole country in the war, but it's like, you know, closer to the front line. Um, the points, the control points were getting uh, more often. And, um, yeah, more army, more vehicles, uh, better prepared, uh, soldiers. And, uh, it's, it's, um, it's something that, I don't know, you know, I had some expectations when I went there, like, you know, you, you kind of expect what you're going to see, mm-hmm. but it's more than what you expect. And to be honest with you, I'm still processing everything I've seen and i heard. And Yeah. Uh, just tell me uh, how did, uh, a little bit of uh, a thing which uh, we spoke about that just before uh, we, coming, we came uh, live here, that uh, while you were unloading, you know, your cargo there in, in Nikolaev, you're hit right then by a few missiles there. How was that? That's correct. Um, well, uh, as soon as we finished, basically, um, unloading the vans, I don't know, you can just hear like a huge boom. Is like, uh, try to imagine uh, the loudest thunder you ever heard mm. and try to multiply that a few times. So that's how it sounds. And by what the, the guys from there said, they said, oh, don't worry, that's far. And I was like, oh, my God, if that was far, like how it sounds when it's very close. Mm. Uh, so it's a very, very, very loud boom. Um, and yes, uh, while we were there for a few hours, uh, the city was hit by seven, seven missiles. Right. And w- w- what did you do uh, right then? I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you were there and you tried probably even to look around a little bit in, in the city to see the devastation. And yeah, w- what was the next uh, thing you did? Well, first of all, we have been invited to go inside and uh, go downstairs where it's kind of, um, it's, you know, a shelter prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, then we ask the guys if there is a chance that we can see the city, we can see the, uh, I don't know, different buildings that have been hit or, uh, um, I don't know, the devastation that the war created. Okay. So they, they took us out and we, we had a, a good look around. Obviously, we took lots of pictures and videos where was possible because you cannot film and take pictures everywhere. All right. Wow, that's uh, quite an experience. And, um, uh, you know, you're brave uh, to just go there, you know, in that uh, uh, war zone. But at the same time, uh, th- this is what uh, a human being feels when... Um, some other people are in need. You you feel like that you need to go and help. Uh, is that what you felt? To be honest with you, because I, I was thinking about the same question a while ago. I said, why am I going there? Is that um, 
I don't know what what it's leading me is the um I don't know the desire for something unusual for action you know adrenaline or mm-hmm. what is it behind uh I'm not sure if I did find the right answer but now looking backwards for example this year um I don't know I wanted to spend my my birthday in Dubai but I said no I better stay with my friends so I saved some money there then I don't know I had the chance to go to Santorini I said no I leave that behind as well um and you know you save some money and and then you you decide to invest that money or or put that money into helping someone else and the feeling that I have now that we return and and you know to see the happiness on those on the face of those people uh it's it's i don't know it's difficult to put in words so mm. it is definitely above everything that i would have lived if i would have gone in dubai or wherever you know what i mean so yeah. it is just a feeling that it's it's as i said difficult to put in words all right and now um you know uh, knowing that you help those people and and they really needed that and they need constant help it's not just like a one time um thing yeah and if you if you if you can shout out now you know to the world what would you like to say uh, and to to our listener also well um if you have the chance to do that uh it's great i'm not sure if it's a good idea for everyone just to you know jump on the plane and go over mm-hmm. uh but there are many many ways you can uh, you can help people uh from there for example we are planning into going again in a few weeks or maybe two three months mm. uh so yeah there are people going there and if you have the chance or i don't know uh, the financial opportunity to do that mm. yeah just do it because they as i said they really need help and it, it they need constant help it's not just at the beginning of the war where when everybody jumped on them they need that until yeah. uh, the situation is going yeah and uh, as you said the more it goes on you know you kind of uh, get used to the thing there and you forget about the needs uh, what the people have there and uh, this is very important and uh, even a simple prayer a simple prayer which we, you can pray uh, do that intentionally i'm saying that to myself and to my dear listener and everyone because um, we want to see god working powerfully in us all to unite for the good thing rather than to be caught into all this uh, evil which is going on in this world um hardly it's uh, wonderful that i was able to just catch up with you a little bit very briefly and give us a little bit of news uh, from there from ukraine and i'm looking forward actually to catch up with you again some other times and um, maybe share with us a few more things what you're doing you know and how uh, these things even going on the front line there impacted you and changing change your views uh, about life in some ways and i believe you are still processing right now because it's only a couple of days since you return from there mm-hmm. and um that's correct yeah. yeah you you'll still have some time to think of and and process of that but it's really good to have you with us uh, harvey thank you for sharing that was my pleasure and as you said yeah there is many more things to say and to share uh, lots of details and everything but we can touch that another time thank you for thank you for having me <laughs> pleasure And say hello uh, home to everyone there, okay, in Romania. 
I will pass that on. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, we'll take a short break uh, right here. Have a song. But just before that, I would like to give you the book which we have prepared for today. We mentioned a bit earlier. Um, I hope you have that number jotted down. Otherwise, I'll just mention it again. 04-888-8081. You can send a text message with the code SA52. But the book is Judgment and Hell. Judgment and Hell. This sounds very interesting title. Um, and, you know, it goes well with our uh, program, what we talked about uh, this uh, week. This book is yours, my dear friend. You just need to send us uh, a text uh, a te- text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and I'm going to give you the um, uh, code just after the song because I just misplaced that code. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And uh, today I've got uh, Pastor Don uh, Fulberg from Western Australia, which I uh, just hang up on him before the break because I wanted to talk to um, our friend in Romania who just returned from... Um, Ukraine that on the war zone there and uh, you heard that uh, uh, you know how things are going on uh, over there but uh, I'm trying to connect uh, right back now with Don to have him with us again let's see if he's uh, picking up uh, the call hey pastor Don You are back with us again and uh, sorry that I had to do this today, you know, uh, technology didn't really help us to do what I planned, what I thought, um, because I would have loved to have all of you at the same time uh, uh, live to to hear each other, you know, uh, what was all about. I just finished a short uh, discussion with uh, uh, my friend in Romania who returned from Ukraine uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, actually a day ago. And um, he shared with me what he experienced. He's from, uh, he lives in uh, UK, in uh, uh, England, and he went back to Romania and from a place there in Romania with his father and other people, they took um, humanitarian aid to Ukraine. And uh, yeah. they went um, and they shared with us uh, how they were Um, you know what they experience because you're not uh, greeted there at the border by the uh, you know people at the border every single step there every 15 minutes or so you are um, you encounter the military there you know you are in a war zone you are in a country which is uh, in the in war but what he shared with us uh, was uh, how he experienced after just they unloaded their truck there and they were thinking to go in the city to take few pictures there They were hit by seven missiles that mm. uh, right then, and one of the missiles came very close to them, and obviously they had to go in, in the shelters. And uh, um, but in the discussion I had with him, I he shared with us uh, how he looked at the perspective of life in a different way because he just you know he lives in England he came back in Romania he thought to go somewhere to have a holiday in a nice place you know to to relax and all those things and he said I changed my mind a lot because life mm -hmm. is more than that and now we are yeah. talking you know today Don we are talking about this uh, whole issue you know uh, of um, how good was God when he created hell and we learn for the whole week that that's not something which God created but it's something which mm -hmm. we choose you know to um, uh, to experience because of our disobedience uh, yeah. now I would like to, in the next uh, few minutes, we may have about 10 minutes together. I know uh, we, we missed quite a bit on you because I took some other uh, people on, on board. But again, I may ask you the same question again. I mean, is hell ever over, Don? Well, the good news is that it won't last forever. When it has done its work, it will go out and be finished. And, um, and I read from Second Peter chapter 3, uh, a passage here, uh, and this is just after Peter is saying, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And then he says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Uh, 
Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? In other words, in the light of this, how you, how you should be living um, different lives, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent hate. And Nick, I'd like to draw your attention to verse 13. It says, mm. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Wow. And so, so uh, hell is not going to dominate the scene forever. And there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. Now, when it says new heaven, the Bible talks about three heavens. There's the uh, atmospheric heavens where the birds fly, and then there's the starry heavens, number two. And the third heaven, the heaven of heavens, is God's dwelling place. So when it says here a new heavens, it's talking about this atmospheric heaven that we have polluted mm. will be uh, will be made new again. But the and Lord, so we have this promise of a new a new earth. Yes, yes, and it, there is not only in uh, in Second Peter talking about the new earth. Is there any any other passages in the Bible which uh, will say the same thing? True, true. Yes, there is um, uh, Nick there. It talks in Revelation again about the lake of fire and so on, and that the wicked will be. Uh, put in the lake of fire. And then in chapter uh, Revelation 21, verse 1, it says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, mm-hmm. for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and so on. So, yes, most definitely, uh, the, what was lost from the Garden of Eden, what was lost from the beginning, will be restored at the end. And so the fire that destroys the wicked will burn up all of the wickedness of this old world and then God is going to recreate it and make it new again. God's plan will win, you see, his plan that he had back in the beginning. Amen, amen. And um, I uh, talked a little bit earlier about the book which we are giving away today, the free offer we have, uh, Judgment and Hell. The title sounds quite interesting, uh, but you see, we need to understand what, this is all about because God is not about to burn us in hell forever. God is to save us. That's what he gave his only begotten son to die for us that we may live, not die or suffer. I think that's very, very important. And again, I may, I want to mention to our listener because I missed the uh, place, the code, uh, which I had um, uh, to give. Uh, and I'm just saying, my dear listener, if you want to receive this book, please send us a text message. On zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with the code SA fifty two, and this book is yours. Don, what will be like in the new earth? Oh, Nick, I've got some good news here. Revelation twenty one verse four: God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Mm. Nick, that's a wonderful promise of what life will be like. Nick, if there was an island somewhere on this earth where there was no more death and no pain and no tears, I tell you, everybody would be trying to buy a block of land there, wouldn't they? Absolutely right. And yet, and yet that's what God is offering us. 
Mm. Oh, very, very interesting, uh, Don. And you know, I heard this thing many times that uh, up there in heaven will be quite boring. You know, just sitting on a cloud or playing a harp or something like that. Um, do you think that will get bored? Uh, definitely not. Um, I, I think if we were just sitting on a cloud playing a harp, we would be. But the Bible never talks about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah sixty-five verse seventeen again talks about, "For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind." And then there are some beautiful texts here. Verses twenty-one and twenty-two uh, says. They, this is talking about us in the new earth. They shall build houses and inhabit them. Mm-hmm. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people and my elect. My people shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Mm. You know, too often here, a person builds a house and uh, not long after they pass away and somebody else lives in it. Yes. Um, you know, they plant a beautiful garden and after a while they get old and die and someone else uh, enjoys it. But here it says, they shall not build and another inhabit, they shall not plant and another eat. And I love that where it says, God's people will long enjoy the work of their hands. You know, here so often we run out of resources to do things, we run out of money or we we haven't got the know-how. But what a wonderful thing when we have eternity and and uh, we we have what we need and we will long enjoy it. It's we won't get bored, Nick. Yeah. We'll be We'll be so busy doing enjoyable things. And I believe Don uh, not only that uh, because what we see around even on this earth we love as you pointed out some beautiful places you know we're looking for beautiful yeah. animals and birds and whatever it is you know uh but that will be the same in in heaven but not thinking of anything being affected by sin you know will there be animals in in heaven don yes yes i saw chapter 11 And uh, verses six on there it says, "The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them." Isn't wow. that a beautiful picture? The cow and the bear shall graze. The young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. It says, "They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea." Mm. It's a, you know, I love that that imagery. There, a little child shall lead them, and there there'll be no ferocious animals. Uh, you know, all that came as the result of sin, but when everything is put right again. Well then the animals and man will all live in peace together. Wow. And Don um, in the discussion we have today uh, also with um, um Hardy uh, from Romania coming from Ukraine it's a lots of pain and suffering in this world. There are lots of people not only in the war zone uh, in beautiful places but they are sick. They are yeah. you know lame. They they suffer they suffer don um what would you like to say 
for our listener today, what is heaven like? Would that be any suffering in uh, in heaven in the new earth? No, no. That text I read before. There'll be no more pain, no more suffering. But another one, Isaiah chapter thirty-three and verse twenty-four. It says, "The inhabitant will not say, I am sick.' Mm. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity." You know, so often here when we meet friends, we say, "How are you?" And they say, "Oh, I'm I'm sick. I've got a backache, or I've got a leg ache, or something or other." But here it says, "The inhabitant will not say, I am sick.' I tell you, that will be a wonderful situation." And then Isaiah thirty-five and uh, verse five here it says, "Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing." So there'll be no more blind people, deaf people, lame people, dumb people. All of those things will be gone. You you say, what what will it be like? It will be wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Oh, that's that's wonderful uh, to hear that. And you know what I like to say, uh, Don, here? Uh, To myself, and I believe you will... uh, uh, agree with that, you know, uh, probably look at yourself and your family, friends, that nothing is worth it on this earth to do and to achieve, to miss on the That's wrong. new That's earth, wrong. on the hev- in the heaven. Whatever it is, and you know what? There are many good things on this earth still which we enjoy, but nothing can be compared with what God is preparing for us. And probably the question we may ask is, how are we, how are we preparing for what God is preparing for us? Are we preparing or are we just living an ignorant life and we could possibly miss out on what God has prepared for us? Yes, yes. Mm. Do you have any final thought, um, uh, Don, before I will ask you to pray? And I may come specifically um, to pray for a couple of things, but a final thought, if you like. Oh, well, after, after in the book of Revelation, it's been talking about the new earth. Before John signs off, he says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts Come, whosoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So like you were saying, the offer is there. And Nick, we really honestly do have a hell to shun and a heaven to win. But the Mm. good news is Jesus has done everything possible to get us into heaven, but he won't get us by the shirt collar and say, you've got to come. He offers the invitation and we have to choose. Uh, that's very well said, Don. Uh, thank you so much for that. Can I ask you to pray uh, today for each one of us? And in particular, I'd like to pray for uh, Ukrainian people too. Now, I know that you yeah. visited Ukraine some at some point in time. And did, you have yeah. a little bit of uh, view of the uh, beautiful places there in Ukraine, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. Would you would you mind just uh, pray for the Ukrainians also and for the Russians, you know, and for everyone yeah. who's suffering today, that each one of us, we may be directed to the real thing, to serve God and be with him for eternity, not yeah. having all 
all all this suffering on this earth yes sure loving heavenly father we just want to thank you that you have wonderful plans for us you've got a wonderful heaven a new heaven and a new earth um this old earth has become a a sad place and when we think of what's happening in ukraine and and for many of the russian people it's a sad situation all of this killing and destruction and and loss of life and heartache and this was never part of your plan your plan was that we would live in happiness and that we would live in harmony with you and i just pray that you'll bless now uh, that peace might come to this troubled part of the world and i pray that you'll be with the people there that are holding on to you that you will put your arms of protection around them and lord i pray that you'll help more people in these countries to find the peace that only you can give and bless each listener today too and may each one listening choose heaven and so bless i pray and we thank you in jesus name amen amen thank you so much don well uh, the program for today uh Uh, we have to stop here uh, but my dear listener we are inviting you to join us again when we are going to approach a different um, topic the bible the bible physical health and spiritual health and the next question we ask are health principles really part of the bible or the biblical religion that will be a wonderful uh, um, topic also but until then may god richly bless you and have a wonderful walk with jesus don thank you so much for being with us today also may god bless you my pleasure my pleasure this program has been made possible by the support of adventist world radio we have this hope that burns within our hearts hope in the coming of the lord we have this faith that christ alone imparts faith in the promise of his word we believe the time is here when the nations far and near shall awake and shout and sing hallelujah christ is king we this hope that burns within our hearts hope in the coming of the lord